Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, and I'm here with Mella, Josh, and Rudolph the motherfucking reindeer. Yeah! <laughs> yes, someone's with me. I'm excited. Before we get started on today's special holiday episode, um, please just make my Christmas dreams come true. Like, subscribe, Follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. It would just make my December dreams come true. Thank you, and that's all. Hi, my friends. Hello. How are we today? We are good. good. What have we been watching? What are we looking forward to watching soon? Um, I started Wheel of Time on Amazon. <gasps> I didn't know that. What did you think? Just the first episode. I I wanted to sort of test it before you sat down to watch it. It's it's good. Mella, stay away. Um, <laughs> it's dense as fuck. I mean, it's the Wheel of Time. If you know anything about the books, it's they put like Game of Thrones to shame in terms of dense density and complexity and length. But it's very good so far. Uh, it will be a good watch. Um, I felt bad watching it. Because we still only watched the first handful of episodes of Succession. I'm giving it to God. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, Rashawn. No, 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 no. Let's go into 2022 on a good note. Having seen Succession. Uh, yeah, no, we it, did I mean, it. Check it off. It's, it's good. If you like fantasy, watch it. If you don't, stay far away. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Rosamund Pike is in this, yeah? Yeah, she's the lead. She's very good. Okay. What about you, Rashan? I got to see um, the power of the dog. <gasps> what did you think? I I liked it. I did. I really really liked it. This is definitely a movie that I want to watch again mm. to kind of soak in everything that happened the first time. And I'm being very vague. Mm. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kiki Dunst, her IRL boo. Jesse Plemons, Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, it's it's a Western. It's directed by Jane Campion, who's a, a legend. And it has a lot to say about masculinity and pressure and loneliness. So I, I would just say watch it and, and I would love to talk about it and form your own opinion. And I don't want to reveal how I felt about it, except that I would love to watch it again. Hmm, definitely want to see it. It's on the list. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be in the conversation for sure. If for nothing else except Jane Campion, but I'm sure everyone else will be. Yeah. Benedict is the one I've heard. Yeah. What and about Kiki? She's great. She's great. I don't think she has enough to do, but mm -hmm. that's never stopped her from being great. Supporting actress is still ingenue for me. So, but, but she's, she's great. She's always good. Mm -hmm. Mel, what about you? What are you watching? You know what, Josh? Before we got on this damn mic, I said, do not ask me because I'm not watching shit. And he agreed. And he said, yeah, yeah, okay. When did I agree? <laughs> you know what he, he did. He didn't, to be fair. He didn't. <laughs> I watched a really, really cheesy, sweet Christmas movie on Netflix today that I feel like you might like um, called Single All the Way. We watched it. Oh, wait, you yeah, did? okay. I was like, wait, did we watch that? Yeah. We yeah, we watch watched that. it the other day. Oh my God. I am not a Hallmark movie person, but this like felt like a Hallmark movie to me. And it was so sweet and so like everything I wanted in a Christmas movie today. It was so good. Are you going to start watching Hallmark movies? Probably eventually. Oh no. You know what? I lied. I watched Love Hard, which is also a Netflix <gasps> movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Mm, no. 
But <laughs> it, I mean, neither is single all the way. Right. It's no. in that, I was going to say I brought it up because it's that same thing, like corny, cheesy. You know exactly what's going to happen with the plot. It's so yeah, and it has um, it has Nina Dobrev in it, which is she. She's not the best, but she's perfect for this movie. She's cute. She's, she's cute. cute. But you just gotta be cute, and <laughs> that's all it is. But if you want to pop something on that's just like kind of mindless and in the the season, that's perfect. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, like really. Single all the way? You know what. LGBT crew, hear me out. We need our cheesy romantic comedies as well. So I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy. It needs it to was be made. A hearty helping of mac and cheese. And I Oh my god, you know, yeah. I'm including a dance sequence, including yes. montages yeah. in the snow. Like the gays are winning. The girls are out. <laughs> <laughs> we're Holly, we're Jolly. I love it. But it was so cute, and we had Catherine Najimi and Jennifer Coolidge. Like, mm-hmm. it was just yeah. fun. It was fun to turn on today. Mato Yuri was adorable. Was, so it cute. Was good. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to continue on this holiday goodness. Uh, if I can, uh, uh, well, we'll see if it's good. But um, what on earth are we fighting about today? Lacey. Mella. I threw in the DVD player. I dusted off my copy of it's Love. It's a Blu-ray Action. player. I would just like to. <laughs> okay, but it's a DVD. But please don't talk down my electronics. It's a Blu-ray player. <laughs> is it an actual Blu-ray player or is it just a PlayStation 4? It is a Samsung Blu-ray player. <laughs> it has two remotes. Two remotes for one Blu-ray player? No, it has one. Don't listen to her. You have a remote for the TV and a remote for the Blu-ray player? Oh, yes. they look the same. That's why. <laughs> because I like synergy. It's all Samsung. Look exactly. Oh my God. Same. What are we fighting about? We are fighting about. <laughs> you should get a Samsung phone then. Joshua. Love actually. Don't Samsung make iPhone? That's true, right? I don't know. Samsung parts, I think, make iPhone. Oh yeah. Samsung makes all the parts for everything. Sorry. Lazy, go ahead. Up. I'm so sorry, Lazy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm so sorry. Can I? Can I? Can I go? Please. Hold on. Thank Can we you, get Mella. An from Josh first. What's oh that? Oh my god. I see you looking. Are you looking? No, I know. Samsung makes parts for iPhones. Samsung makes everything. Ah, Oh my god. Lacey, give Let us me the take another sip of my wine really quick. But Samsung before. phones are like Samsung Josh. <laughs> Shut up, y'all. A little behind the scenes. We are recording late. Most of there are episodes where they are just complete bullshit. This is what happens. I have a bottle of wine. I just clocked out of work like 30 minutes ago. I dealt with the fucking racist. <laughs> oh. Josh and I drank coffee at 9 o'clock at night to make sure we were awake enough for this. And now I'm drinking wine. So. If you are going to get an Android, I would recommend the Google Pixel. Oh my God. Love actually. Can we talk about the wine and the coffee in your stomach? R.I.P. I don't. I, think... I already have IBS. It's fine. It's fine. I... No, wait, no, you don't. She does now. Two nights. No, <laughs> also, did Mel ever actually say "Love Actually"? I did a while back, like five minutes ago. Okay, I need that clean because I'm not gonna be able to. Pull I that said out. it clean. Say it again. Oh, Lacey, shit. you better keep most of this. <laughs> Lacey, we are fighting about love actually. This holiday season, join this unforgettable filmmaking team. Welcome, Prime Minister. This is Natalie. Hello, David. I mean, sir. 20 years ago, you'd have been just his time. (laughs) As they explore that time of year, when desires are revealed, I'm in love. Aren't you young to be in love? No. Oh, okay. Secrets are exposed. Your secretary is very pretty. Is she? Be careful, then. And chances are finally taken. All I want for Christmas is you. 
Universal Pictures invites you. What's the best sex you've ever had? Britney Spears. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> don't, Josh. Jesus. I hear I you. Don't. I've... <laughs> Fucking don't. Love Actually is a 2003 Christmas romantic comedy written and directed by Richard Curtis, starring so many people, and I know I'm going to miss some of them, but starring Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Bill Nye, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, Martin Freeman, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Kira Knightley, Andrew Lincoln, and the incomparable Alan Rickman. Just a lot more. There's a lot of people in this movie. Love actually follows the story of eight different couples in the month leading up to Christmas and all of the different shenanigans and hijinks that come along with romance. This movie is a staple in December for me. I grew up watching Love Actually at any time of year, not necessarily just at Christmas. I have always loved the interweaving storylines. I've always thought it was funny and sweet. My my grandma is a huge Christmas movie, Hallmark movie fan. Like she loves this time of year. She loves Christmas movies. And she had never seen Love Actually. And I introduced it to her couple years ago and now it's one of her all-time favorites it's sweet it's funny it's charming it's like everything Christmassy you want wrapped up in a little little hot cocoa gift and I I just have such a good time watching it like we talked about with Halloween movies Christmas movies also there's a feeling you can't really define what it is. It doesn't have, you don't have to see the Christmas trees necessarily. You don't have to see the snow. It helps, but there's a nostalgia and there's a feeling to it. And I feel like love actually very much delivers on that front. I honestly have no idea where today's episode is going to go. Um, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and I'm going to start with Mella. What did you think, Mella? So um, I've seen this movie a lot and there's something about it that I guess because it's just like an easy watch. It's just like, it feels like a mellow movie. It's a rom-com. It has all these people in it. it. It's just something that stayed in my DVD player during college. And then I had like such a long break from it and I watched it for this. It didn't age well for me. Oh my God. It didn't. A lot of the things that Richard Curtis has written and directed, I like. So I, I don't even want to say middle of the road here. I'm more on like the bad side of the road for this one. <laughs> but there are things that I like about it. Like how you were saying, I do think this is like a, a true holiday staple. It, it, it does fill my heart with the Christmas spirit. But I have a lot of issues with plot and story. And I don't even mean necessarily writing as in like lines, but I just mean in plot and in okay. characters, okay. which we'll get into. Okay. I, it's not like the worst criticism I've ever heard. Right. Right. I'll take it for okay. now. Okay. I might win you over. You might. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> oh, Josh. What do we got here? I enjoy this movie. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm I'm on the good side of the road. They're, like Mella, I don't think something's aged well, but I think moreover those were the lines and the characters. And again, I'm sticking to my rule of not judging jokes and comedy through the lens of time. But even so, there are some things that I think didn't age well. But I like this movie. It's nice. Uh, I I think it's a murderer's row of British actors. So it's always good to watch. And ultimately, it gets a thumbs up for me. Oh, there you Merry go. Merry Christmas, babe. Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> I put it off as long as I could. There's like part of me has hope the fact that you both own it, like to pop it in the Blu ray player. That like gives me a little hope. But, um, well, it's mine. So I don't yeah, know. I was if like, that it happens. is not my copy. Oh Lord. All right, Rashad, just <laughs> get into it. Not even on Christmas can I have something nice. 
it is Christmas. And yeah, it's Christmas. So I want to say that I <laughs> think Richard Curtis is a gem. He's a treasure. And I love so many of the things that he's written. I think this is the worst. God damn. The worst? Which is which is not saying a lot because I still think he's, I mean, he's incredible. And this obviously ushered in a bunch of, you know, Valentine's Day. He's just not that into you, New Year's Eve. He did this story for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. So this is the worst thing he's written. That's saying story, a lot for Story you, by ain't, ain't screenplay credit. So I'm going to let him slide on that one. <laughs> And he gave me about time, so it cancels each other out. I love that movie. Um, I I did not enjoy this watch at all. And I hadn't seen it in about four or five years, maybe. And I just, I don't even know if it's aging badly for me. It's just, I don't, for a movie that's called Love Actually, I don't get a lot of, like, romance or love. Mm -hmm. But the love that I do get, the love that I do get, and the relationships that I do love are the platonic ones. And for a movie that's heralded as one of the best romantic comedies of all time, I don't know if I really agree with that. What do you mean that no romantic love? There's so much romantic love in it. We're getting right into it, We're folks. We're jumping let's, in. Let's go today. You have Colin Firth and Aurelia. The, like, best, sweetest. You don't like it, do you? <laughs> I heard your sigh. I did. Does anyone? I like that one. I, like I that love one. that one. Especially right. the payoff at the ending. Like that is the ultimate rom-com meet cute at the end. With both of meet them. Meet cute learning. at the end? Not meet cute, but you know what I mean? Like it's the, the I not a meet cute, but the Their climax bow. of, of yeah. a rom-com. Yeah, the bow on top of it is them both learning each other's language so that they can be together. But after they fall into the lake, we don't see them anymore. Well, I think that's that's a that's a occupational hazard of these type of films. Well, no, Agreed. you see them, you see them, and you're cleaning up, and you see them talking about what book it is, and then you see him dropping her off, and then that's what she's like. I'm gonna miss you so much, and I'm like, damn, I feel like I missed the whole movie because yeah, you she... that that sort that plot line also has the best joke in the movie Which when. One? When he's walking down to <laughs> profess his love and like he gets a progressively bigger crowd and someone's like, what's going on? And someone and then someone's like, this Englishman's going to kill Aurelia. <laughs> She's like, cool. <laughs> it takes me out every time. I like that plot line. There's some I don't care for. That's I like one of the Colin ones. Firth. Well, yeah. Here, here, dude. He's awesome. I mean, yeah, 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 clearly. Hottie. What? Let's I not think. start with that. He's, Let's a know ha- he's a very handsome man. He's a he is gorgeous. Is he he's absolutely gorgeous. He's not hot. I'm he's just saying, hot. let's not start the horny already. My comment wasn't horny. I just said he was a hottie. Rashad. Handsome and hot is different, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, we will, I think we're just going to have to agree. This you can be these. both. She would tell Edgy of Four, I think, is handsome and hot. Colin Firth is only handsome. Agreed. And Hugh Grant is neither. Hugh Grant in this looks good. Oh, I damn. think <laughs> that was the deafening <laughs> silence. I God, think, damn. I think Hugh Grant is attractive because of his talent and his charm. The way he's able to portray a romantic interest. That is what makes him attractive, not his face. If he just no. walked by on the street, <laughs> or is it no? Like, is, it, is it his roles? Not even I was, his te- like his roles. I was saying no. I've had a little bit to drink, and I'm taking. I'm walking it back. I, he is a very attractive man. <laughs> mm. Just take the win. Take the win, Lacey. Just take the win. Yeah. Okay. Come fine. On, he's he is attractive. Okay. Because girl, I'm about to kick you in the ditch later. Just oh <laughs> my god, Liam Neeson. Let's just Good get. Or, let's just get them all hotness? out of the way. Hot, handsome, both. Neither. <gasps> he has a big head. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, this is a slippery slope. We need to. We need to get off. The listeners are like, I came here for a fucking movie, and y'all are on hot or not. Hot or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. 
talking about different romantic storylines then. We need to break. Yeah. Yeah. We need to break down the storylines and what everyone thinks of all of them. Yeah. Okay. Josh, what was your favorite coupling then? Your favorite romantic storyline? My favorite. Well, my favorite storyline isn't even romantic. I love Liam Neeson and Thomas Brody Sangster's Mm -hmm. storyline. Same. Period. That's fantastic. Everybody Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's not my favorite, but uh, but I love it. It's He's, so good. They're so good together, Liam Neeson. It's it's not a shame, but he does so good in these grounded type roles that he doesn't need to do action as much as he does. But they're and Thomas Brody Sangster is fucking phenomenal in this. He's so good. Before we jump ahead, how old do you think he was when this movie was made? <laughs> I had to look it up while we watched, so I know. <laughs> like ten? Ten? Yeah. He was thirteen. I was shocked to read that. He looks um, so much younger. Yeah. He's like our age. I forgot about yeah. that. He looks like a little aunt. Runner up for funniest moment when she's singing you, all I want for Christmas is you, and he smiles and then she points to the audience and says it's you and he cuts to his face and he's like. <laughs> he's just okay. angry. So angry. I love that storyline too. I love the progression of their relationship and i i was gonna touch on this later but that's why i think this movie is so wonderful because it is a rom-com it's it's defined as a romantic comedy but the different displays of love that we get throughout the movie i think is so wonderful like we get the father-son relationship we get a brother-sister relationship we get you know, we get familial, we get romantic, we get friendship, love. And that's where I think a lot of the magic in the story lies. Mela, what's your favorite storyline? I think it is that one. I would also say... Mm. <laughs> so that one, I guess. That one. <laughs> Rashad. Yeah. Did you like any other one? <laughs> I thought I did. But I've got issues now. <gasps> Shit. <sighs> I God do. Okay. Rashan, did you have a favorite? My favorite is the one I have some of the biggest problems with. Okay. But it's my favorite because I love her so much. And it's it's the Laura Linney storyline. Right. Oh. She could just sell pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And Water to a whale, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does the whale like water? I mean, oh, because they swim. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> she's, I mean, she's so good, and Rodrigo is so good with her, but the movie doesn't give them any, a lot. It doesn't give them a lot, and it it uses the shorthand of the brother to kind of drive a wedge that I just don't understand. Yeah. I really don't understand. Watching it now, that is the storyline that deserved more time the most. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ground to cover in that storyline that we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. But I think because it's Laura Linney, a lot of it gets covered through her and her acting and her choices and so I I as much as it pains me I tend to agree with you on that point is that why does it pain you? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we get enough. I think I see where you guys are coming from in that storyline traditionally I think has the most rom-com potential to workmates who don't want to talk about the fact that they have feelings for each other and they're getting pushed together by their surroundings I get it but I think we get enough about Laura Linney's character and her relationship with her brother to justify all of it and I just before we jump any further, Richard Curtis, when casting the movie, was like, I, I just really want a Laura Linney type for this. And they brought in actress after actress after actress. And he was like, I'm just not quite right. I want a Laura Linney type, like someone really like Laura Linney. So the casting director was like, fuck it. I'm just going to bring Laura Linney in then and have her read. And she was cast on the spot, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, she's Fucking perfect. Gem. Because they have so many other storylines that there's so much that we miss. I just don't, I don't know. What do we miss though? Like what is missing from it? There's like, exactly. My, I win. Moving on. Let me think. I was going to say, there's like this thing that they're doing where you don't know who's like on the other side of the phone calls. 
but we see her at work all the time. So you, you know it's not her boss. Her boss is telling her, go for the guy. Everyone at work is telling her, go for the guy. And you know it's not another the guy. And then you realize it's her adult brother. And it doesn't make a difference to me. Well, yeah, she's obviously like tied up. But I guess that's what Rashawn was kind of alluding to. Is like it doesn't really move the story we're kind of just like seeing we we get shown that it's her brother and then the love kind of just does it just kind of dissipates we're like oh okay that's part of the movie and we're done that's where i disagree with you though i think that's where we see a familial love taking priority over a romantic love to me the movie should do one of two things either she makes her brother the priority that night and they don't hook up and then shit, call him the next day and let's do it. Please. Or she explains everything to him. He says, okay. And like he goes with her and Please. meets her brother. That's how they bond and find a connection. But for the last thing to be like, oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. That's it. Because it doesn't He's happen a on dick, Christmas. It- dude, He's a jerk. Carl? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. He's a he is an asshole. Yeah. Full agree. Wait, what? To what? me it read to me it read he fucked up the Merry Christmas at the end. He fucked up. He knew it. Laura Linney knew it. So Laura Linney's like, I'm done with you, dude. You're an asshole. How did he fuck up? Where did she told that? him what was going on? She said, My brother needs me. He needs support. He needs like she explained the situation to him and he was still like, No. Don't answer the phone. I'm hard. And she did. (laughs) (laughs) And she did. And he pouted like a little 16-year-old boy. He's a bitch. He's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. Just because he's ripped doesn't mean he can't be a bitch in a movie. He is so good looking. Carl's a bitch. You guys just want more Carl. That is so interesting to me. I've never heard that perspective on I mean, that storyline. That's how I've always took it. He's always, an asshole. Always. Always. An asshole? Yeah. Yes. Wow. He only cares about getting it in. He doesn't care about, like, her or her feelings. Like, she's obviously super upset during that scene where her brother keeps calling. She's obviously super disappointed. She explains the situation. And he's not understanding at all. He doesn't even attempt to meet her a quarter of the way he's he's well, just on, pushing on, his on. own agenda because it's not like they went on a date she took him home to hook up that okay, was so she owes in- her she owes him nothing i'm not saying she owes him anything but you're acting like he has to be so completely understanding because the hookup that they both agreed to got interrupted i mean they're he, not he, in a he relationship didn't have to pout like a little bitch they're not in a relationship exactly so why does he need to be so completely understanding about a situation he has no idea about? He, he does know, be... Rashawn. She explains it to him. In the moment when he's got his shirt off and he's in his undies. Oh my he God. This is hard. a total male perspective. Carmela. Okay, if it is a male perspective, then I will back up. But... No, well, I that I didn't take it like that at all. Like, this is you all for the first time telling me this. And I'm like, wait, what? I took it, I took the Merry Christmas as like, damn, it's not going to work out. I like you, you like me, but I'm choosing my brother. And it's, I, that's what it yeah. is. I don't think Laura Linney likes him anymore. Because it, it hasn't been so that either. much time, right? It, the time between that Christmas party and Christmas has been maybe a week. So it's just like, I could have not seen you or talked to you in that time. So we're just like, Merry And Christmas. also, we already have... Colin Firth, we already have Hugh Grant, we already have Liam Neeson, we all already have these golden standard of men. This movie needs a horny asshole that's just looking to hook up. Which, sure, but I don't think they... I feel like if this type of movie has an asshole, they really sell you that. Like, they they, they yeah. show you that he's an asshole. He fucked up. And then we have the friends of Laura I, that, Linney. And they another, did to me. They showed the, last, the last look that he gives Laura Linney seems like bittersweet it seems yeah almost I like think he, oh, God, i think I he wish, knows I, wish we could. I think he knows that he fucked it up 
I think that's what that last look is. Is that's like, how I took it. Yeah. I wish. Wow. I wish I had made a different choice. Wow. I wish I had heard you out because I still and, like you, and she's done. She's over. And Laura it. Linney and Laura Linney says, "I wish you had to Merry Christmas." I want to watch it again with that in mind. I mean, please do because I think that story. That's one of my favorite storylines because it chooses the familial love over a romantic love and it shows the importance of that in someone's life i don't even take it as romantic i think it's one-sided love is how i see that i don't think carla has ever loved her i think she loves him i don't think he loves her you're kind of she doesn't i don't think it's love at all i think she doesn't really know him and they don't know each other but alan rickman says and how long have you been in love with carl man fuck alan rickman in this movie Listen, rest in peace. May his memory be a blessing. Let's yeah, let's fuck move on to Alan it, Rickman, dude. <laughs> I mean, he plays and he plays a villain the, better than anyone in history. And here's the problem with Love Actually is that it makes him the main character of that storyline. Yeah, and I don't understand how he's not discarded, and the movie doesn't focus on Emma Thompson. I think a big issue, too, is I think they try to make him the catalyst of two storylines. I mm-hmm. think mm. the Emma Th- him and Emma Thompson and him and the mistress, I forgot her name. And he becomes the catalyst for two. So he gets by just by default, he gets double the screen time. But I think even just isolating their storyline, it's all told from his perspective. I disagree. Except, except for the one moment when she gets the CD and takes a moment to herself. Yeah, but out outside of that, it's it's all Alan Rickman. I disagree completely. I think I think we start with Alan until we meet the family. I feel like it's pretty evenly shared in the middle as he's courting the mistress. And yes, it's more heavily focused on their relationship. But as soon as the necklace gets bought and thereafter, we're experiencing all of that betrayal with Emma Thompson. And then she gets that amazing speech at the children's performance of the nativity at the nativity scene. You know, she has her connections with the prime minister, her brother. She gets little moments in between that aren't with Alan Rickman. But I feel like we get a lot of her perspective on what she's going through. Outside of the CD scene, I don't think so. That whole monologue she gives him after the play. But it's all about his reaction to it. No, it's not. And then we don't get any resolution to that. I agree with you there. I think something got left on the cutting room floor because why are they picking him up at the airport at the very end? Yeah. That's a weird aside that never gets addressed. I think something got left out. I mean, that moment I think is so empowering because she's laying his cards on the table and saying, I know everything. What would you do in this situation? And not giving him any power. She's not telling him what she's going to do. She focuses on the kids and moves on with the evening. I think it's great. Two things. I'd be remiss if we didn't continue this conversation with outwardly, I mean, it's implied, but outwardly saying just how fucking good Emma Thompson is in this movie. Oh my God. It's insane. But two, I think that storyline is, is, if we're talking about love actually representing different loves, I think that's the, the... we're watching the decision of a mother choose to love her kids more than her husband. And she's, it's a staying together for the kids situation. And I think you see that there is, I think a little bit missing before the airport scene, but I think you see that in the airport scene. I think you see her make the decision there to like, you see the kids hug him and the kids love him. And she's like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing this for the kids. I love my kids and this makes them happy. So this is what we're doing. Yeah. He's a good dad, but a shitty husband. That's yeah, like what it is. That's what it is. I don't know. I th- I feel like we're giving a lot of leeway to it because it's told by Emma Thompson, who could fuck yeah, again, we are, baby. Who again could sell water to a whale? I love that. I'm keeping that. <laughs> I got it from the Lonely Island. So shouts out to Andy Samberg. This is a big statement. I'm giving. I feel like this movie gets a lot of leeway because it is a powerhouse of a cast. Mm-hmm. Because I think if it was just you know, 16 nobodies on the screen, we'd be like, what the fuck is this? But the fact that it is Emma Thompson and Colin Firth and everybody, we're like, oh, they're so good. They can sell this so well. 
But I think after watching it so much, you, you can kind of water it down and, and pull all of it apart. You can, but why would you do that with it? You know what you're getting into with Love Actually. Like, you're getting into this for Christmas, <laughs> comedy, romance, sweet, heart string pulling movie. I, don't I like my food soggy, though. If it's watered down, <laughs> give it to me. You don't think it's sweet? I don't think it's sweet. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's something like really cold about it. It's like, really cynical. And maybe that maybe if you're listening across the pond, maybe this is an American thing and we don't get it. Right. But it's it's very it does not read as a positive outlook on love and a lot of the storylines to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I and I don't I this is a probably unpopular statement but i think valentine's day wipes this movie's ass oh my god me <gasps> too! it's so like, good easily so you're I know telling me you think leah not... michelle is better than emma thompson is that what you're not michelle in valentine's new day that's new year's eve what's the difference dude they're the same fucking movie valentine's joshua day get jumped right now 14th. Don't do this. new year's eve is december 31st the movies are the exact same they are not sure. what's the difference this is white people running around a big city Whatever. Valentine's Day is better. It is. It's so much better. And you know. Have it. we done Valentine's Day? Bring it to the fucking pod, y'all. Because I feel like I think that's why this movie makes so much more of an impact on me because this the sweet storylines stand out that much more. It's not just like, look at everybody coming together and love is great. It's layered and it's complicated and it's messy. And that's what love is. Love is all of those things. Yeah, I, I, I don't see, you may see say it seems cynical, and it may, and that doesn't seem like a negative to me. Like Lacey said, shit happens. Not not all love stories end. Like, Liam Neeson's love story ends as the movie begins with the love of his life dying. That it's it, That's what it is. It happens. And sometimes you find out the love of your life is your, your, your platonic hetero friend, your manager. That's what it is. Like Okay, Lace. Sorry. What, Mella? We, we love... This is a completely different director and writer, but we love life itself. Love. It's great. And it has similarities because it's all intertwining. Yes, it is like story by story. So you start with people, they wrap that up, you go to another storyline. But you can say that there is a storyline in there that is kind of tragic that is showing that shit does happen and that love doesn't always work out. Definitely. Which, which is kind of, in a different way, like romantic in a way. This does not happen in this movie, in Love Actually. How? I don't know what you're talking about. It does. It just doesn't. Like, I think if things were switched around, the Emma Thompson storyline could kind of show that a little bit. And... The one that we haven't even gotten to, the Karen Knightley and Walking Dead. I'd love, I'd love to talk about that. We mm-hmm. can talk about it. We can maybe get it from that, but it because there's eight people or eight um there's eight couples we have to focus on, everything is so snipped that by the time you, you want your you want to fall in love with this storyline, it's over with. That's how That's I feel. Valid. Uh I don't want to talk about it yet, because we will talk about the Karen Knightley one. Honestly, you could cut one of the storylines from this whole movie and pad the rest of the storylines a little more, and I think it would be just as good. Colin Frissel visiting America. Get get out of here. Cut that get shit out. out <laughs> Who is that for? I don't need that storyline either. Like, I know I'm supposed to defend this to the death. That's just a poke at us honky-tonky Americans. Yanks. Um, us, yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. I it's don't not, need it. It doesn't add anything. Um, Keir Knightley. Should we tell Edgy for Andrew Lincoln storyline? Can we talk about it? Hold on. Let's let maybe let's save that one. Let's do the Hugh Grant first. Hugh Grant. Yeah, Sean wants to decimate too. it. Is where we're. Going. I like. Okay. I going back. I kind of like this one. Baby, Grant? burn it. Hugh Grant. No, Rashawn. Burn it. No. It's cute. It's Why? so it's not, cute. It's not cute. It's it's disgusting. Why? He, she's it's not disgusting. young. It's not about young or it's not about problematic. It's not about that. It's to me, it just doesn't work. It only works because Hugh Grant is a charming motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And we like watching him 
dance to jump. And that's great. Great scene. He hated filming that scene, by the way. Go ahead. It's adorable, Hugh, if you ever listen to I know you're a WCA <laughs> loyalist. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It doesn't. Rashawn? Yes. I think this works not because of Hugh Grant and his charm. I think it's because of Martine McCutcheon as Natalie. She is so cute. I think she's so funny. I think she's so naturally relatable. She is the re I mean, Hugh Grant fucks up big time by firing her. He's he's a he's a jerk. He's the prime minister and he's looking out for himself. His pride gets hurt by her walking in on her with the American president. What's his name? Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. His pride gets hurt, so he fires her. Like, that's pretty irredeemable. The only reason I'm rooting for it is because she It's Hugh Grant. No, because Martine slash Natalie loves him and is into him and it makes her happy. Where do you see them fall in love? Where do you see her fall for him? She brought him chocolate biscuits. Literally their first interaction, Rashawn. I don't buy it. Yeah, that one that one you have to you have to really allow the love at first sight thing to win. Yeah. To buy that Mm -hmm. to buy that storyline. The thing that bothered me is that his mistake that it's it's play it's implied that he fucked up by firing her was actually like if he hadn't fired her they would have gotten in a lot more trouble it was the right thing to do from like a political pr almost legal standpoint mm-hmm. her her getting fired was correct i don't know that took me out of it sorry <laughs> <laughs> sure let's let's lambast more presidents i'm all for that but he only does that out of jealousy yeah. You know what I mean? It, and then he does a dance. And after he fires, I'm just like, what is happening? And then the next time, I just missed all of that where she would have bought that present for him. And then we get to the end. I know even, what's his name? I know Sam states it. We're at the beginning of a love story. And then we're at the end of the love story. And that's kind of that kind of gives like a blanket statement to all the storylines where we get the beginning. We get the really romantic end. But it just doesn't, like, sometimes it's missing the meat. And I feel like this storyline was missing a lot of meat. It was just too, it was just bread on top of bread. Bread and veggies. Oh, my like, God. You know, I, order, I ordered the chicken teriyaki. Here we don't, go. With the don't bring sandwiches don't into this. Rashawn, you are the same person who brought New Year's Eve in last year. I brought that in as a fun confection like list. <laughs> and we all liked it. What is your issue here? It is the is that same. This one is thing. not as charming. It is the, yes, it is it's charming. Sean, everybody it, has a British accent except Laura Linney. I want a British it feels accent. Like you guys, I know I you do, one. brother. It feels like you guys are <laughs> upset that this doesn't have neat, tidy rom com endings to every story. This movie is called Love Actually. There's a bow on the cover. Love Actually. Actually, love is hard and difficult and there's loss. Actually, the movie love isn't always does not does not give the legwork that you guys are giving it. it yes, does it not. does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Bella. Is so mad. You know, what does it get the legwork? I was too busy rolling my eyes to the storyline. I hope it gets stuck. That I <laughs> hate the most. I feel like has the perfect bow at the end. And that is no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's keep blue balling them because we haven't talked about all the other. Let's keep blue balling them. We haven't talked about Martin Freeman yet. I love that storyline. I think it's sweet. It's cute. It's short. It's sweet. It's simple. They're adorable. It's like the intermission of the movie. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. She's super cute. She's so cute. They're both cute as a button, and it it's it's uncomfortable because that none of that would happen today. With like a full crew watching a right. simulated sex scene with nudity and all that. Go ahead. No intimacy coach on set. Yeah, no. To me, it seems like the almost like the intermission of the movie. Like, all right, we're gonna quick cut to these guys and we'll go back. Sean hated it. <laughs> he said it's fine. You're a mean one, Mr. <laughs> Grinch. Stink, stink, stunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, what also? What there's one left, right? Yeah, Bill Nye. We haven't talked about him. I mean, that storyline doesn't feel necessary to me at all, except it's Bill Nye. And again, I think it's showing a different 
kind of representation of love in a platonic friendship love. And I, I don't, it's Bill Nye being funny and singing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that one works for me. Yeah, the payoff is nice. I think, mm-hmm. I think it all works mm-hmm. for the payoff of the platonic love at the end. It's the wrapping paper of the of the present. Like, it's just kind of there. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes sense. And then at the end, we're like, cool, there's a bow. He's not mm-hmm. doing too much in the movie. He's He's just peppered in a little. Let's talk about it. I want to know how everyone feels about the Chiwetel Ejiofor, Kira Knightley, Andrew Lincoln, love triangle. Um, just, Don't sit with back with your smarmy <laughs> face, Rashawn. I Get think... back on the mic right now. You called me I... Grinch. <laughs> I did. I think this is the worst subplot. I think they introduce a much more compelling and a much better plot right away in it. And then don't when at the bar the woman's like you love him don't you if this had been flipped if it seems like andrew lincoln was in love with Keir knightley the whole time when he's actually in love with she would tell edgy for i'd be way more invested as it stands give it to me i don't give a fuck about this <laughs> and andrew lincoln's an asshole dude he's a me- he's a bad guy you're a fucking dick you he's are a bad, bad person um okay so I feel like you, uh, to a person that's never seen Love Actually, they just heard about it. I'd be like, what do you know about it? They would say, oh, it's that white dude holding up the cards mm-hmm. and that girl from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This storyline is like one of the bigger storylines that people know about this fucking movie. And when I watch this, ti- this time around, I'm like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> Same as Andrew Lincoln. Burn those fucking cards. And Kira Knightley, you're running out to the street to kiss him. Your, Your be- husband's best friend. Who you just wanted to kick. Like, you just wanted to be like, hey, I want to be your friend because the person I love is your best friend. Love That's you. normal. Real talk, though. You want a threesome. I know it. (laughs) Rashawn. He's cute as fuck, man. Andrew Lincoln? Yeah, Yeah, he's cute. cute. He looks like he has a cold in this movie. Baby, call me Dayquil, Nyquil. (laughs) Oh my God. Is he more attractive than Chiwetel Ejiofor? Absolutely not. Unfortunately, yes. No. Wait. Chiwetel is so handsome. Are we looking at the same two Agreed. people? Chiwetel is incredibly handsome. Chiwetel looks like he smells good. Yes. Them cards, Never met him. Them cards would have had me on demon time. You know what I mean? <gasps> Not the ca- with the boombox. With the boombox. I hope your future eyes? husband never listens to this. <laughs> if you find him. He's listening right now. <laughs> you let me know and delete his Spotify. Um, <laughs> what would have happened if if Chiwetel... Chiwetel answered the door. What? Like, what are we doing? Does he... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? Because he was ready. Ready. What happens? And also, she's... When he says, tell him that it's carolers, I would have been like, oh, well, here I come. Like, that would have no. been it. Oh, carolers. Yeah. But I, I initially thought that maybe I'm giving this movie too much credit, but Andrew Lincoln is his life... It's his best friend, so right. he, maybe he knows that Peter isn't interested in Carol. Yeah, that's that's all I get. But gave like, it. why wouldn't he answer the door? That's a, just a 50-50 shot of either ruining your friendship or ruining your friend's marriage. For like, real. When, this I mean, but he sucked. was ready to risk it all. I don't think that I don't think that was a big deal for him. I don't think so either. I think this storyline when I was younger, I was like, oh, I get it. Like unrequited love. And now you're confessing it like, oh, I hope they end up together. Now, practically, no, that shit is fucked up. That's you're going to catch up. these hands if I see you out in my fucking doorstep. If I heard, Period. If, I, if Taylor did that, it's all, it, there's going to be some furniture moving. Do you understand? <laughs> twist though it's me at the door for josh <gasps> oh my so god Lucy, it's Kayla's. okay Lucy, listen it's but then we okay, would just I'll be, be right a there. thruple Lucy <laughs> would just be like all right let's get married wait what am i doing yeah what about Mel? 
I'll be the other cat. <laughs> oh, all right. Any last grievances anyone wants to air? This one's more apparent, but I think this is like indicative of the problem with the whole movie. I'm sorry. I love you. What is? What? This the storyline. Oh, this current storyline we're talking about? Yeah. But you liked it, I thought. No, I said I would make a bad decision. (laughs) I did not like it. (laughs) Fucking, it's, I I like it, so. But yeah, what I said in the beginning, platonic relationships, Liam Neeson and his son, Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant, Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson. Those are the relationships that I'm like, damn, these people probably know each other off screen. Yeah. And they're just really, really good together. And that's another kind of love represented in the movie. Should have made a movie about that. Shut, they did, Rashawn. They did. We watched it's called it. Love Actually. <laughs> yeah, but it, there was a lot of mashed potatoes on the plate. Got away. Got in the way and stuff. You know what You're I mean? Hold up, you don't like mashed potatoes? So annoying. What are you talking about? Mashed potatoes are the best part of dinner. Yeah, but people be like, oh, I put sour cream in them. Who asked you to do that? How mm-hmm. else are they supposed to be creamy, Rashawn? A little milk. Butter, baby. Butter and salt. A little milk? <laughs> did you say a little milk i'm just gonna crunch up some russets put a <laughs> tablespoon of two percent in there and give it to you whoever invented sour cream and mashed potatoes count your days rashawn rashawn when we had thanksgiving together what two three years ago i brought mashed potatoes and gravy you, you and Mella both said that was like the best part of dinner, right? I fed them to copper. Mm-mm. You did not. <laughs> both of you texted me the next day that those oh, were I the like best it. mashed potatoes and gravy ever. Oh my God. Guess what was in them? Fucking sour cream. I can't use any of this because you're yelling into the mic. <laughs> God damn it, God damn it. I put sour cream in my mashed potatoes and Rashawn loved it. This sounds like, after the thruple talk, this sounds two-sided. To me, (laughs) you are perfect. (laughs) My mashed potatoes? Yes. Thank you. Let's play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. All right, you guys. We haven't played this before on the pod i don't know how it's gonna go but we're gonna try we're gonna play a little wca jeopardy Ooh. we have three categories with three different point levels in each category you have a 200 question 300 question and a 400 question all of your answers will be Actors from Love Actually. It will be an actor from Love Actually. Your three categories are All You Need Is Love. I will give you the actor and their character name of a love interest from another movie, and you will have to guess the actor from Love Actually that was paired with them. Okay. Your next category is Leaving on a Jet Plane. Hmm. I'm going to give you a destination and why that character went to that destination. And you will have to tell me what actor was in that movie who was also in Love Actually. Your final category is Deck the Halls. I'm going to give you a character from a movie that was fought by an actor from Love Actually. Um, Please answer in appropriate Jeopardy responses with who is yeah i'm gonna jump your ass if you guys don't do that i'm thinking of a number i didn't think about who i was gonna pick to start so i'm thinking of a number between one and 20 and the closest one gets to go first four what is 10 (laughs) 15 my number was 19 so rashawn you get to start (laughs) It was a one in three chance. <laughs> Swallow your spit. I will uh, not. I will not. I'm sorry I yelled into the microphone. Be more sorry that you hate me. I don't. I'm not <laughs> sorry for that. Let's get married. Okay. What do you want to start with? All you need is love for 200, please. So this actor was in a movie with 
Julia Roberts as Anna Scott or Sean. Who is Hugh Grant and what is Notting Hill? 200 points to Rashawn. Rashawn's board is in your control. Don't forget you lose points if you get it wrong. It's true. <gasps> it's Jeopardy, y'all. Come on. I'll be watching. Um... <laughs> Insert that. <laughs> See, you, ha- you ain't got to pay them because it's a little different. <laughs> All you need is love for 300. Jim Carrey as Truman Burbank. Josh. Who is Laura Linney? Yep. In what movie? The Truman Show. Nicely done, Joshua. Joshua, board is in your control. Let me get Deck the Halls for 200. This actor fought James Earl Jones and Donald Glover. Rashawn. Who is Chiwetel Ejiofor? That is correct in The Lion King. Damn, I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Rashawn, board is in your control. All you need is love for 400. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Alex Hesse. The answer is Emma Thompson in the movie (gasps) Junior. What movie? Junior. Also starring the uh, legend that is Danny DeVito. If you have not seen that movie, Joshua, we have we have homework to do. Rashawn, it's back to you. Maybe you deck the halls for 300? This actor fought Johnny Depp. Carmella. Who is Karen Knightley? Pirates of the Caribbean, Kira Knightley. Carmela, board is in your control. I'm a cold. Leaving on on a jet plane. For 400 points. Oh, oh she's going for it. <laughs> I have no points, you guys. You have 400 or 300. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> this actor left on a jet plane to India to live in a hotel. Uh, yeah. Rashawn? Bill Nye. That is correct. In exotic what? Marigold? The best exotic Marigold Hotel. That is correct. Or Sean, board is in your control. You are in the lead, sir. Um, deck the halls for 400. This actor fought Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant? A very what? famous fight. Is it? Oh. Or Sean. Is it Colin Firth? That is correct. Bridget Jones's diary. Oh my gosh. I ain't seen that shit. I haven't either. Um, Rashawn, we have two points left in the category leaving Um, on a jet plane. What do you want to do? For 300. This actor left on a jet plane to Wakanda because he was injured. Josh. He did. That's what that was me. No, it was me. Who is Martin Freeman? That is correct. I should just get that on principle, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The answer was a white guy. Thank you. (laughs) Where'd he go, though? (laughs) All right. Leave it on a jet plane 200. All right, Josh. This is the final question on the board for 200 points. This actor left on a jet plane to Paris. To find their daughter. Josh. Who is Liam Neeson and Taken. That is correct. I should have done a final Jeopardy. I didn't do a final Jeopardy. So tallying up our final points. We have Mello with 300. Josh with 700. And Rashawn, our winner of Jeopardy Ah. with 1,200 points. (laughs) Congratulations, Rashawn. Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Wrapping things up, we can all agree that Emma Thompson and her performance in Love Actually is an absolute treasure. I think we can all agree that the Andrew Lincoln, Kira Knightley, Chiwetel Ejiofor storyline did not age well and is completely inappropriate. 
Incredible. Except for Rashawn, unless Andrew Lincoln showed up at his house tonight. (laughs) I don't know if we can all agree on that. (laughs) I think we can all agree Liam Neeson and Thomas Brody Sangster are a precious platonic familial love that we love to see represented in this movie. And Laura Linney. And Laura Linney is a freaking treasure of all treasures. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. So who can find the fastest connection between Liam Neeson and Jude Law? Shut up, Josh. Can we can we use love actually? No. <laughs> Damn it. Wait, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. You said you'd law? Yeah. I think I have it. Liam Neeson. Nope, I don't have it. <laughs> wait, it. I said law. I got I got it. No. What? Lacey, you have really not been in my corner this episode. You have not been in my corner this episode. I'm sorry for yelling. That's fair. Wait, is it Liam Neeson to Jude Law? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I have it and I completely... I was just... How, how many do you have it in? Uh, two. Uh, I'm at... at you go. Or, uh, you yeah, go. you go. I have... Liam Neeson is in Batman Begins with Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Who's in Seven with Gwyneth Paltrow. Who's in The Talented Mr. Ripley with Jude Law. I have Liam Neeson is in Widows with Viola Davis. Who's in Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts. Who's in Closer with Jude Law. Closer. That's a good one, Nola. Do we just do a tie or do we do a Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Tie I'm gonna go next door and punch my little throat. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna do Laura Linney to Jude Law. Is okay. your tiebreaker. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Rashawn, just fucking have it, bro. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I literally can't even think of a Laura Linny will we talked. We talked about one. We did, huh? Yeah. Hey, Josh, what movie do we talk about? I got it. No, I love you. But I got it. Love you. And it's, an, it's using a movie we've done. But, 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 we talked about the Truman Show, Mel. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Damn, that's not fair. <laughs> no, Rashad, so you can take fair. it. You can take no, it. No, I don't have it at all. <laughs> okay, you want me to say it? <laughs> you want to wait? Yeah, go, cheater. <laughs> Laura Linney was in the Truman Show with Jim Carrey, who was in Eternal Sunshine with Kate Winslet, who was in The Holiday with Jude Law. I have a faster one. Yo, she bodied that shit, like, right away. That was really good. But Laura Linney was in The Truman Show with Jim Carrey, who was in The Mask with Cameron Diaz, who was in... Wait, that was 3-2. It's the same, same, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Lacey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yay, Mella, you win! Well, mine used Saving Private Ryan, so there. Oh. Good for you. You look happy and healthy. Well... That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and you liked, subscribed, followed us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you would like to send us an email and show us some love or suggest a movie for a future episode, please email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey. Mella. Josh. And Rashawn. We'll see you next week for another 
Merry Christmas. No, Christmas is over. Well, yeah, next week's not going to be a Christmas episode. <laughs> For a happy new year. <laughs> it's not going to be a New Year's episode either. We'll see you next week. No, 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 no. We'll see you next week. For a listener request episode. Oh, that's better. Limit, you want me to do it clean? Nope, this is all standing. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We love a button for the people that stay. <laughs> no, we don't love a button. We love a bow. <laughs> that's right. That's how we end the year, Josh. Button of as the verb, not a noun. No, say it again. Don't. Don't. Abutan. Abutan. Abutan.